It's therapeutic. It's therapeutic. It's empowering. It's empowering. It's encouraging. It's encouraging. It's soothing. It's soothing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's romantic. It's romantic. It's thought provoking. It's thought provoking. It's universal. It's universal. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. One that He gave me. That He gave to give back to the world. To give back to the world. It's simply. It's poetry. It's poetry. It's poetry. And I love it. Thank you for joining us, folks. This is Poetist Black Jewel, your poetic meteorologist, where I show heavy clouds and a high chance of lyrical rain. So sit back and allow me to bless your ears with some of nature's finest. Put up your umbrellas, folks. It's gonna rain. Poetist Black Jewel. Poetist Follow Black in the real poetess. Hello beautiful people, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's raining outside, but I am more excited about the indoor shower that's about to roll through. So grab your umbrella because when I come back, I have a special guest and we are gonna chat it up about the plight of the brown girl, turning pain into purpose and allowing obedience to drive you into success. So stay tuned, we'll be more after this. the gospel to every creature. So it's poetry, angels poetry. I am God's print on the white pages of life, a priceless jewel of virtue reflecting its ultraviolet light, a treasure to the king who will have my hand, black queen to my offspring and all I come in contact with, descendant of the Black Hawk tribe. High cheekbones and good hair inherited from my mother's side. Thoughts as royal as the blood running through my name. Rich as the royal priesthood I proudly proclaim. Which connects me to many brothers and sisters of faraway lands. Heirs to our father, joint heirs with Christ who sits on the throne. Which we inherit through salvation. Thank you for salvation. Adopted into God's family through grace. Kept in his holy will by mercy to attain my spiritual inheritance of gold. I am poetess black jewel. 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 
of love, handcrafted by God to be handled with care, so for I'm sassy, beautiful, kind-hearted, loving, virtuous, God-centered, 110% woman, humbly put, I know why. yeah, back when I discovered the black, I discovered not only did I have powerful words in my pen, but I had something to say and show up, I did. And God gave me a chance to find my niche, do my thing, join the poetry click, and then he quickly snatched me out and said, this is my gift, you will use this gift for me. Now hands off, daughter, cause I got this. So off came my hands, cause Abba is the man. And once Jesus entered with his eternal love into this jewel, I was transformed. And it was then I discovered myself, and I began to get deep off in his word, deep off in my walk and my relationship with him, sitting at my pastor's feet while walking in my master's hands. I now write and speak the words he has for me to say while watching my destiny come to fruition according to his plans. Life has been rewarding as he opens doors for me, deepening my knowledge of him, constantly showing me his glory. The more he tests, the more he bless, the more revelation I acquire to turn ink into soul food for starving is. Touching one life at a time, planting, watering, sowing seeds in this soil. So that I may enjoy my harvest Not to mention prepare to ride out on that street of gold That every time I read about and rap 2121 just blows my mind and blesses my soul As God allows me to reach for the moon Watch the sunrise, dance on the clouds Search the ways of life I catch my shooting stars with my hand With every step I take into my destiny By embracing God's plan And ever since I learned that Black Jewel is more than just a name It is an example of who I was to become and have now became a sold-out servant of Jesus, and he's so worthy. And now that you know my story, allow me to take a moment to give my God praise. Give him praise. Praise and honor and glory, because he's worthy, he's worthy. I am Black Jewel, and Lyrical Rain is my poetry, and my poetry is my pulpit. One love, one love, one love, one love. One love. One love, 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 this is a lesson in not being frustrated, not letting the devil win, because if people know what we had to go through to get connected, <laughs> and when they say, if you knew my story, you would understand. <laughs> but I am blessed and busy, Queen. Blessed and busy. That is awesome. Well, let me tell you, we're not going to give him no glory. No. We're going to get through this time. Okay. So let me officially welcome you to the Lyrical Rain hashtag I Am Poetry Podcast. And thank you so much for joining me. I, it is my absolute pleasure. I've been wanting to do this for so long. So I'm actually a fan. I'm actually honored. You know, when I saw your uh, 
your 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 picture and, and your CD information on the wall. I know I'm getting ahead of myself. When I was recording my CD, I'm like, oh my God, I want to be able to meet her one day. So I know what the pandemic and everything, we aren't actually meeting in person, but this is the next best thing. So I am honored to uh, be on this podcast. Aw, bless you. Well, it is certainly my pleasure. Yes, we have been trying to connect for a while now um, outside of Facebook. (laughs) This is just awesome. We have a lot to chat about today, so let me just go ahead and jump into it. So tell me, sis, how long have you been doing spoken words? Oh, my gosh. Um, This is my third year. Can you believe it? Um, Really? Let me go go back. It's my third year professionally. I have been writing since I was a preteen. And I I used to write. That was my escape. That was how I would get away from what my current reality was at that time. Mm-hmm. So I would mm-hmm. make up things in my head. I would make up uh, imaginary friends and stories in my head. And <laughs> I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to. So I would write. And I felt like writing words were the only thing that never betrayed me. My words were my own. My words mm. gave me comfort. My words, you know, wouldn't turn their back on me. My words made me smile when I wanted to smile. It gave me that warm hug. I could take them in the direction that I wanted them to go. I was in control of those words. And that's how I looked at it. And, you know, when I felt scared, alone, anything like that, I would write. And it wasn't until about three years ago that a cousin of mine, who also is a spoken word artist, um, encouraged me to do open mic at Two Saints. And she at the point, yeah, wow, she yeah. at the time was, um, you know, doing the Floor Tree Fridays. And when I tell mm-hmm. you, it was it's such a long story because I didn't know my father's side of the family. I ended up finding them, and that's how she and I, you know, connected. And she encouraged me to share my poetry. And I'm telling her I've never shared my poetry being, you know, her name is Teresia, but I said, I've never shared it at all. And I just have everything written in my books. I miss poetic. You know, when I tell you, I have books in every room, every room. So I just had my books. I would keep my book clutched to my chest. And if anyone has seen any of the early videos, they will always see me traveling with this book. I finally put the book down, but you know, because I never shared any of my poetry, she said, go ahead, you can take the book on stage. And when I tell you, I shared a piece and when I got claps at the end, I'm looking like, okay, they liked it. Right, right. That microphone so hard, you would think that my handprints were still embedded in the microphone. So, you know, just, just to wrap that up, I, you know, been, have been doing it professionally for about three years, but I've been writing basically all of my life. Wow, that is really something. And our stories are so similar on how we got started doing spoken word. That is crazy. And it's a small world, girl. You said, now, Teresia is your cousin. I know Teresia. Shout out to Teresia the poet. Yes. Small, small world. <laughs> yes. Yes. And shout out to Two Saints. Yes. 
Yes, shout out to um, Saint Michelle. I, I did so much on that stage, so and that entire um, atmosphere taught me so much. Shout out to even King Ron because mm-hmm. you know he would do my music in the background, and uh, he just connected with That's me. That's my brother. And, and the audience did. <laughs> Really? Oh, it is amazing. Yes, that's my brother. Shout out to DJ King Ron, my people girl. That's crazy. We got the same circle, same circle of people. Amazing how we are just now connecting. That's crazy. I love it. He would always have my back. He saw how nervous I was and he would just put on just the right, you know, background music and he was just always there. So shout out to King Ron, shout out to Seven, shout out to Teresia. Uh, Those individuals really, really held me down when everything first got started. So, and Miss Sharon, um, two saints. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, yeah, Fridays. That's what. Yes. That's where I got all started. of my people, girl. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> we family. We all family. Oh, yeah. that is awesome. Yes. It's it's so funny because when I did some of my early poems at two saints, I remember a young lady coming up to the stage. Now, remember, I'm all new to this, right? And she comes up on stage and she has her cell phone in her hand. And I'm looking like, okay, what's going on? She has her sister on the phone and she wanted me to talk to her sister right then to encourage her sister, who also was a lupus survivor, to let her know, wow, this young lady is doing something with her life. If she can do it, you can Mm -hmm. do it also. So that's how I was kind of thrust into this. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into that because I do want you to talk a little bit about that. But I know like myself, your poetry has crossed over into the world of recording. And you recently did a collaboration with an artist, Jay Ham, on the same single, I'm in Love. And that's A-N-W-O Music Group, which is a beautiful song, by the way. Oh, thank you. So, so shout out to Jay Ham. Shout <laughs> and out your Jay single, Ham. Dear Brown Girl. Yes, yes, I'm loving it. And your single, Dear Brown Girl, is dedicated to young girls up to the age of 18. So tell me, what inspired you to write and record this beautiful tribute to our young queens? Dear Brown Girl was actually written at the beginning of the pandemic. And I remember sitting up in bed and the pen just flowed. So for some people, Mm. how things just stopped for them, it slowed down for them. That's when a lot of things were birthed for me during the pandemic. Um, Dear Brown Girl is basically a letter to my younger self. And it's me speaking to my younger self, encouraging my younger self based upon what I know now. And I want all little brown girls to know that they were created on purpose, for purpose, and with purpose, and that they are queens. You can be anything that you want to be. So if you look at the video, you'll see that I'm talking to a little girl who is my younger self. Shout out to Alexandria Scarlett, who played (laughs) uh, the dear brown girl. And it's just letting mm-hmm. you know, no matter what your circumstances are, you know, you can be who you want to be, anything you want to be in life. And there's a line that's in the poem uh, that states, I was once told my little girl inside really needed to heal. 
And that hit home mm-hmm. because I remember going to a um, uh, some, some type of um, uh, meeting. It was Lay Aside Every Weight uh, with Selena Edwards. And she was letting mm-hmm. me know that there was this young lady that I had to meet, a motivator. And Crystal D. Life, I give her a lot of credit for where I am now because her message was healing the little girl inside. Um, you see, Queen, I believe in giving people their credit. I didn't get here by myself. People were where they were supposed to be. And, you know, God does everything in proper order. So if you aren't where you're supposed to be, then I can't be where I'm supposed to be. So we have to be, I believe in obedience because your success is tied to my obedience. So because she was there to give that message I'm thinking I'm just going just to meet her. I was going for for real healing. In order for me to instill what I need to instill in these little girls, I had to heal some things that were still left undone. So that's why it was important for me to be at the place that I was during that time. And our connection, you know, remains strong until this day. So that line is so personal for me. And it is, you know, dedicated to what she did for me because I want all little girls to know I don't care what circumstances you come from. You know, you feel like you're broken because of low self-esteem. You're being teased, your skin color, your your your, your hair. Um, you feel like you don't have any friends. You came from a single parent household. You got pregnant at the age of 12 or 13. It does not matter. God will meet you right where you are. That's what I'm concerned about. We have to stop looking at how things look, the current situation. We need to focus on the promises that God told us it would be. So that's how I try to look at things. And I wanted to put it in a, um, in a, in a, it's basically a poetic single just to let little brown girls know that they matter. And I never thought that it would take off the way that it did in the direction that it did. Because in the beginning, now I'm going to be straight honest with you. I'm like, okay, I have my little CD and I'm going to sell it for like $10. And I, no, let me tell you, God tapped me on the shoulder God had a plan. and yeah. said, gifted. Those were the words that I was given, gifted. Yeah. So at that point, wow. I'm like, you sure? <laughs> so at that point, I had to be obedient. So I turned the entire mm-hmm. thing around, the pen flowed again, and I created the Dear Brown Girl package. And basically anyone that comes to me, messages me, emails me and tells me that they know of a little girl that feels unworthy for any reason, all I need is her address and her age. I send her a free copy of the Dear Brown Girl CD. She gets a t-shirt with an excerpt of the poem Hey, little brown girl, do you see what I see? A future where you can be anything you want to be. That's on the front of the shirt. And she gets a personal handwritten message from me, Chocolate Fee. And all I ask is for shipping and handling. And I have sent those packages out as far down as Miami, as far west as California, all the way up to the Bronx, New York, and of course, in uh, Jacksonville and surrounding cities. And it has really taken on a life of its own. I never imagined this, but it all came from being obedient. I've never missed a beat, never missed a meal, never missed a beat by not, quote unquote, 
selling my CD. I prayed for my message to be global. That has been my prayer. And that message will be global because I'm trusting and believing that, you know, Dear Brown Girl is going to reach little girls everywhere. So it's, it's really personal for me. And it's almost taking on the life of being the chocolate fee anthem. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, very, I'm wow. very proud of it. And I'm proud that that was mm-hmm. my first uh, uh, CD that I put out because it's important. And, you know, what I want to do is, like I said, make sure all of these little girls know that they were created for, for a purpose. Because I was once that little girl who did not even like looking it in the mirror at all. And now I'm mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. I Talk about not. it. I hate, I was purposely just walk past mirrors, never look in mirrors. I did not think I was, you know, pretty at all. And it had nothing to do with outside. I didn't even love myself. I believe what people told yeah. me. So all of that is in the, in, in the poem on the CD. If you listen to the words, you will hear what I was feeling at the time when I was a little girl. And this is a true testament to what you can be if you just change your mindset. So that's the message I want to get out to all of my little brown girls. Oh, that is absolutely beautiful and so powerful. Um, I, I started writing, you know, around the age of eight. And that's the earliest me- memory I have of me writing poetry at eight. And the body image, the self-esteem and the things that young girls go through at that age. And then I'm the mother of three daughters, wow. three chocolates. Chocolate baby girl. So it's so important to instill that um, at a young age into our young girls. And a lot of our young girls, especially growing up in the world we live in today, don't get that at home. That you know, they're they're not getting that validation by their fathers in many homes because the father is missing in many homes. And you know, and a and a lot of mothers are raising their their babies single, you know, single moms, and some of them have daddy issues. So it's it's like a vicious cycle. So I applaud you, Queen, for for taking on the task of instilling and empowering our young girls and just just teaching them to love themselves because. You are so right. And we all have a purpose. And girl, you have tapped into well, yours. You know, I never had anyone that looked like me growing up. I, I didn't have mm-hmm. that. You know, I had wow. people that loved me. You know, I felt like because that was mm-hmm. their job, they had to love me. You know, in my mind, that's how right. I looked at it as a child. Okay, you have to love me because the law says you have to love me, you yeah. know, or something like that. But I did not yeah, have right. that figure looking at me to show me, wow, she, you know, I can be a queen like her. I can achieve mm-hmm. this. I can do this. I can be an astronaut. I can be a poet. I can be a singer. I did not have that, yeah. you know, the way that we're doing it now. Yeah. Because when I have all of these little girls mm-hmm. that come up to me, um, for instance, I was at a back to school event uh, before the pandemic. And I was asking the little kids, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? The typical question, you know, we got police officer, we got, you know, I want to be a doctor, lawyer, all of that. I will never forget this chocolate baby, okay, came up to me <laughs> and she just tugged my skirt because, you know, I wear the big skirts. And she said, Miss Chocolate, I want to be like you when I grow up. 
When I tell you that took oh, my, my heart strings. <laughs> yes. I, I felt that and I wasn't even oh, there. Oh my let God. us know that these little kids are watching us. Yes, They're watching they us are. And we have to they be are. obedient to what we're supposed to do and following God's purpose for our life because there are kids that are watching us and we are the example. So what yes. we didn't have growing up, now they do have, you know, people that look like, you know, queens and, and this, that, and the other for them to emulate and see, wow, I can be a poetess. I can be a prophet. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want them to see. And I want yeah. to encourage what's already down in them. Because I used to say, I'm not creative. Right. I spoke that over myself when I was younger. So we have to also be careful in what we speak out of our mouth. our words. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's just funny that you say that because I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm remembering um, my oldest daughter when she was young um, because mm -hmm. she's the darkest mm -hmm. of my mm -hmm. tribe. <laughs> And when she was younger, she had such a dark mm -hmm. complex. And, you know, I used to have to tell her all the time, you know, she yeah. had the natural hair and I used to put it in the little puffs and she hated it. And I used to mm -hmm. tell her all the time, you are beautiful. Your color is beautiful. And she grew up with such a complex. Now, of course, now she's 24. You can't tell her anything because she, she just knows she's bomb. Shout out to Desmarais. Yes, I know she's going to hear this and she's listening. She is beautiful just beautiful yeah. black dark skinned sister and she loves it now but growing up she it was it was a challenge for me to teach her self-esteem and teach her that she was beautiful despite her dark well, complexion but it was television it was you know things like that you had light skin versus dark skin i would you know walk around Right. towel over my mm -hmm. head or, or the clothespins pinned together pretending I had long hair look at the examples of like the little Barbie dolls we have we didn't have anybody that looked like yeah. us and I the, the epitome of right. beauty right. in my day you know because I'm 50 was being light skin light skin quote unquote and I still hair. can't believe that by the way <laughs> But now, like you said, like your, your 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 daughter, you can't tell me anything. You know, I love my chocolate skin. Right. I love every piece that's in my I hair. Love it. And it's, 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 I, love I it, have yes. to grow into that. So I understand, you know, the kids that have a complex mm -hmm. with that. So when I encounter uh, children that are going through that, it is my job to make sure I instill in them that they are beautiful. They are kings and queens. You know, you're not what society tells you. You are who you are because God created you to be great. He created all of us to be great. God don't make no joke. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No matter what your complexion is, what your race is. For what is it, queen? For a purpose. You're all created for a purpose. So, yeah, I, I understand, you know, the whole complexion thing. And, and think about it. We're the only, the only race that has such a wide variety of complexion. You know, cappuccino, we have rich vanilla, because, you know, we got that, we got the, the, the mocha, the chocolate, the dark brown oh, yeah. sugar. I mean, we have it all. We have it all. We are the mom. But we have to instill in our kids that they have what it takes 
you know, to be successful. They have what it takes to, you know, um, make a mark in this world. And we have to make sure we are careful in what we speak out of our mouths and our actions because these children are watching us. And there were certain things that I was asked to, you know, do or certain places I was asked to perform. And I have declined certain things because my first thing is, what will my followers say? What will these children say that watch me? Because I have, of course, adults, but I have children as young as five that reach out to me. Okay. So I have to be mindful Mm -hmm. of everything that I do. I'm the same chocolate bee, whether you see me on stage or if you see me in Walmart. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. I love it. I love it. So I have a special treat for my listeners. I love it. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna give them a special treat and I'm gonna let them hear. So this is Dear Brown Girl by Chocolate B right here on the hashtag I am Poetry Podcast. Have your umbrella folks. It's gonna rain. Hey, little brown girl, do you see what I see? A future where you can be anything that you want to be. It wasn't always that way. You used to doubt yourself. It was a long, bumpy road. Before you learn to love thyself A little brown girl afraid to use her voice Thinking no one wanted to hear what I had to say Instead I wrote my thoughts on paper This way I could talk all day Now realizing I was created for a purpose Big brown eyes filled with wonder I remain silent no more. Here I am, burst through like thunder. Dear brown girl, you're a queen kissed by melanin. No longer crying tears called worthless. Your steps have already been ordered. Now go, walk in your purpose. I was once told my little girl inside, She really needed to heal. I could finally break down my emotional walls. Tall and thick like steel. What you speak about is what you bring about. I now choose to speak about my dreams. I have learned to dream big. No matter how unattainable it seems. 
hating my reflection of who people told me to see when I should have been looking at who God created me to be. Once feeling awkward in my own skin, mistreated by some of those who call me kin, I fought my way back. Y'all see the sparkle in my grin. If I could tell you what I know now, it's ignore the drama, baby girl. It's really not that deep. Focus on your craft. And every day, make sure you laugh. Look in the mirror. Play in your hair. Find your true beauty by giving the mirror a big, bold stare. Hair locked and loaded, kinky and twisted. Brown girls' natural styles have no end. From root to tip, knowledge flows. The more you nurture it, the more it grows. Dear brown girl, you're a queen, kissed by melanin. No longer crying tears called worthless. Your steps have been ordered. Now go walk in your purpose. Water your mind with knowledge and truth. Crave to learn as if it were a sweet tooth. Don't let anyone tell you how to write your story if they have never written their own book. Those dreams you gave up on, dust them off and take a second look. I look at you, brown girl, staring back at me, reminding me of how broken I used to be. My current reflection shows that queens do exist. God reminded me my name has always been on this list. Now when you look in the mirror, tell me what you see. I see a beautiful little brown girl who now knows that she is a queen. Dedicated to all of my little brown girls. You're listening to Lyrical Rain, the hashtag I am poetry podcast, hosted by Poets is Black Jewel. So I am back with my special guest, spoken word hey, chocolate tea. And that was her same <laughs> title, Dear Brown Girl. And you can find it on all digital platforms. So go out and download this beautiful piece for your poetic playlist and show her some love. So I, I enjoyed that. Um, that's that's just an awesome piece. But knowing the backstory of it is is just amazing. And you know, just like you said, it's your story. It's a lot of you know Queen's story. Um, I just happened to write about it. And it, it, sometimes we have to talk to our younger selves to convince our, 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 our current selves that we can do something. And that will also help, you know, the little kids that are coming up behind us. Because like I said, I didn't have anyone that looked like me going out there doing the things that I'm doing. I didn't see anyone like you doing things that you're doing when I was coming up. So we have a responsibility, you know, to continue to uh, walk in purpose. So that, you know, these, these little girls know 
that they were created for a purpose. So I'm very passionate about that. Yes, yes. I love that. Now, aside from writing and performing poetry, you have another passion called The Original. And I want you to tell us a little bit about She Originals. Oh my gosh, She Originals. Actually, She Originals was named from a poem that I wrote called She. And I performed She so much till I almost had to retire the poem. (laughs) But um, She Originals really came about because I had on uh, a a certain uh, outfit one day and I ran into a a hair store. And have you ever run into some place and you're like, oh my God, I need a pair of earrings you know, to match exactly what I have on. And you can't find anything with that color combination. And I became frustrated because I wore so many different colors because as I started to embrace my brown skin, I actually leaned towards uh, brighter colors, colors that we used to stay away from. But I love the oranges, yellows, you know, uh, things like that. So I started making my own jewelry and it started off with me hand painting um, a lot of earrings and putting together a lot of beaded bracelets. So I would in turn wear, of course, what I made and it started getting attention. Uh, People were like, where did you get that? I made it. (laughs) Uh, So basically she originals is beauty on a budget. Uh, bracelets, earrings. I do some of the other things uh, such as, you know, glassware, t-shirts, things like that. But it's basically focused on beauty on a budget or uh, any queen so that she can feel beautiful and she can feel like uh, she is standing out in a crowd, whether she's at a birthday party or whether she's at a gala. And with that being said, I received a donation of broken jewelry from a boutique owner and uh, shout out to Josephine's hot uh, uh, couture. She actually just said, chocolate, can you do something with this? So I stared at that broken jewelry. I know it had to be mostly two weeks. It was like a bucket of jewelry, about two weeks. And then I just started putting some pieces together. A belt turned into three pairs of earrings and a necklace. Um, A broken bracelet turned into earrings. And I still didn't think too much of it at the time when I was putting these things together until I really got word from God and he told me the words that are already quoted from someone else. I want people to realize that, but broken crayons still color. So have like we discussed before, yeah, like we discussed before, you know, sometimes we feel broken because of past circumstances. You know, because of, you know, the situation that we're in, you know, um, and I want people to know no matter what is going on, broken crayons still color. Just like these jewelry pieces that are broken, all it took was for me to look at it with a different mindset and they were created into beautiful jewelry pieces. And now these pieces have been recognized and they have been worn by pageant models, runway models, um, and it's, 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 it's interesting because if a, uh, for instance, if you're in the pageant and you have the platform of recycling or going green or something like that, it ties into what your platform is because you're wearing something that someone wants to throw away. And sometimes we as individuals, we go through that, you know, um, parents, you feel like your parents don't want you anymore, you know, and and you had to be adopted or a relationship didn't work out and you're feeling, you know, unworthy. 
and things of that nature. But all it took was for a different mindset to come about and for you to know that you are indeed beautiful. It took that man of God to come to let you know, hey, you had to go through that in order to get to who God sent for you. You are my queen. It took for you to see that you are indeed beautiful. And no matter what your past circumstances are, you can grow up in anything that you want to be. So every piece of this collection is made from broken jewelry. And because I am a lupus survivor, I've uh, partnered with the Lupus Foundation of America and 10% of the proceeds go to the Make Your Mark uh, Lupus uh, fundraiser. So that's where it came up. I, I never imagined it even going in that direction, but that's another example of being obedient. So I also take broken jury donations. And if you donate broken jury, you receive 10% off of any mm-hmm. she originals purchase. So I'm thankful for all of the broken jury that has been donated. Um, I, I, I just contact me by email, inbox me. I will meet you to pick it up. But there is nothing that cannot be used. Nothing at all. Broken crayon, steel color. Now, sis, I gotta, I gotta stop you for a moment because I wanna make sure that my listeners hear what you just said because that was so powerful. And I, I was like, oh, that's a whole word. She said, even though the jury is broken, she just had to look at it yeah. from a different, a different mindset. mindset. A different God. mindset because when you look at it, it's junk. We can't use that anymore. We're so quick to throw things away, just like we're so quick to dismiss people. We're so quick to, you know, I don't want to talk to this girl. You're not worthy of anything or you're never going to amount to anything. But you have to look at things in a different mindset. What if God did you like that? you know, and just said you couldn't be used, you know, anymore. So I, I, I just, and I know with you, because you're artsy also, I look at everything with an artsy mindset. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to the thing. Yeah, I'm attracted to the things that a lot of people call junk, or I want to take uh, photos and do photo shoots where some would be like, oh, no, not there. That's a back alleyway, or that's by a train, or that's on a track, you know, but I'm attracted to that. That is what's, uh, what what attracts me. And I think that's the artsy side in us, but uh, it's, it's a challenge for me yeah. when I get these pieces and I'm like, okay, what can I do with this? <laughs> so now it's exciting because some people, they want to know, okay, where's my jewelry going to end up? I have no idea. I have no idea. That's amazing that you can do that though. Um, and, and it's so funny because I heard you say earlier, um, early on, before you started doing the, po- the poetry, you, you, I'm you not creative. You said, mm-hmm. I'm not creative. Look at that. Yeah. But you know what that took? It took a um, it took a queen that uh, Selena Edwards. That's who it was. We were in a post office parking lot because she created some of my early uh, T-shirts before I actually started doing them. And she and I used a delivery turned into a spiritual conversation. (laughs) But anyway, you know, she told me to stop speaking that, that I'm not creative. And from that day forward, she told me everything I touch would be blessed. And I promise you, everything I have set my mind to and touched with my hands has been blessed. So that's why, you know, it's very important for us to watch what we speak over ourselves. 
because now this broken crayons collection of she originals has taken on such a life of its own I have actual clients now who that's what they want to wear, a piece from the Broken Crayons collection. Uh, we have a Nashville recording artist, Katrina Alexis, who, you know, we're looking at to be her exclusive uh, jury provider. And she has worn some of the pieces. So Broken Crayons is traveling, honey. <laughs> it is opening up doors. Opening doors. So I'm very, I'm very thankful for it. I'm thankful for all of the broken that jury that, you know, everyone has donated. I'm thankful to, uh, to the Lucas Foundation of America. And um, I just want everyone to really get the message. And I really want to drive it home that broken crayons still color. Never look at your current circumstances and think that it's over. Remember what God promised you it would be. Absolutely. Amen to that. And that you can really exactly. apply that to any area of your life. That's why it was so powerful to me when you said it. And and I, I just love what I love about you is that you're taking these gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I have a thing with poets and, and there's mm-hmm. really any art area of performing arts that, you know, people are talented in. It's not all about the talent. You know what I mean? It's deeper than that. It's not all yeah. about just the talent of that thing you're good at. It's deeper. And you're taking that talent and you're passionate about it and you're taking those gifts and it's pushing you into purpose. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I believe God gives us the right. talent for. It is supposed to push us into mm-hmm. purpose. And so many of us miss that. So I know you kind of touched on, you know, being a lupus survivor. That That's a worthy cause that you're pushing and, and you're keeping, you know, using that to keep going and raising awareness. And, and I want you to share a little bit about your testimony with that and why you chose some of the organizations. Well, the, I am a 14-year lupus survivor. I was actually diagnosed um, around this time, uh, 14 years ago. I woke up one morning, couldn't move any joints at all. And uh, needless to say, I did get down on myself. I did go into a depression. Um, I've had three surgeries within my mouth because I suffer from uh, Sjogren's syndrome, which is um, a side effect uh, with lupus patients. And I remember being told by the doctors that I would not speak, okay? because I had what they call plunging rainless. Basically, it looks like uh, the bubble that's under a frog's tongue, but that would grow under my tongue and down my throat, which caused me a lot of problems vocally. And after the third surgery, being told that you may not speak again, uh, I remember laying in bed after recovery, and God gave me these words, as long as I have a pulse, I have a purpose. I will never forget that. As long as I have a pulse, I have a purpose because I was unable to speak. I had to write everything down. I couldn't use my, my voice or anything like that. And the way that I praised God was just by raising my hands. And those words came to me, as long as I have a pulse, I have a purpose. And I knew at that time that man said I wouldn't be able to speak again, but God told me I would speak to the masses. Okay. Man said I wouldn't speak, but God said I would speak to the masses. What are the odds in you having three surgeries in your mouth, going through what you're going through, and you're a spoken word artist and a motivator? That's nothing but God. So that's why I do, you know, what I do, and I keep going, and I want people to see that as long as I have a pulse, I have a purpose, and my diagnosis will not dictate my destiny. 
I know what I want to do. I know the plans that God has for me. As long as the little girls out there that have low self-esteem, feel unworthy, do not love themselves, hate the skin that they're in, chocolatey has work to do. So I don't have time to sit and feel sorry for myself. Uh, this is actually therapy for me, going out and helping others and doing what I do. Because as long as I'm doing that, I don't have time to think about the aches and the pains and you know what I go through. But I want my followers to also see some of the things that I do experience because I do believe in being transparent. You know, like I'm transparent, you know, I just started my lock journey a year ago. Transparent when I go through some things with infusions. Um, transparent, you know, if I'm having a down day. I do want them to see that because everything is not always coming up roses. <laughs> but you don't have to stay in that, you know. I understand you may go through some things sometimes, but give me some principles. Give me, Tell me how you got out of that, you know, and that's what I want people to see. Even beautiful flowers need fertilizer to grow. We're all going to have to go through some ish sometimes. So being a lucid survivor is important to me. And mm -hmm. I know some people may not understand this, but I believe I was chosen. I believe God chose me because he felt like I was strong enough to deal with it at that time. And it would not break me. And I needed to get my message out there because you touched on it earlier. Our gifts, all this stuff that we're, we're, we're blessed with, it's not for us. It's not our own. We're supposed to go out there and share our testimonies. We're supposed to go out there and right. touch people and help people. We're not supposed to keep all of, all of this to ourselves. How dare us, you know, the things that you were blessed with, you keep it to yourself? No. So I do what I do, um, being obedient, because someone else's success is tied to my obedience. And I truly believe in that. And I've also partnered, yeah. not just with the Lucas Foundation of America, but by meeting some amazing queens, and I call all ladies queens, some amazing queens, uh, such as Erica Carnegie. Uh, she's an AVM survivor, a stroke survivor. Melinda Rackley is a stroke survivor. Um, you have uh, Sweet Christie's. You have uh, Chris, uh, uh, Christy Alexander. Uh, you have uh, individuals going through dementia. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, dyslexia. Um, so you have a lot of individuals. Everyone's going through something. So I am so proud of these queens that have decided to uh, not let their diagnosis dictate their destiny at all. Uh, Shanette Sparks, she's also a lupus survivor. And she just, you know, overcame a major hurdle a few days ago regarding her diagnosis. So there's some amazing queens doing some amazing things. And... I'm just honored to be connected with them. So um, I just, I fight hard for um, being a survivor. I don't get down on myself. I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. I want them to see that no matter what you're going through, like I said, you know, as long as you have a pulse, you have a purpose. You're supposed to be doing something, you know? You, your, your pulse is still going. What are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? What have you done with your 24 hours, you know? Yeah. So we can't say, oh, I don't have time to do this. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. What have you done with your 24 hours? And that's how I look at it. Wow. I love that. And you are a shining example, you and all the, the queens that you mm -hmm. just named. You make uh, lemonade. When I you lemons, you make lemonade. You know, so you, you keep going. And I think 
as poets and artists and you know all of us are kind of in this family um, of art yeah. that that is something I know that keeps on going because you know I, I say I quit every other week you know and then I, I quit I'm not doing this anymore yeah. I'm not asleep and God's waking me up at 2 o'clock a.m. and I'm okay. here at work with Paul I'm like God I'm you can't quit we have to get our duet together you can't. <laughs> I get it you know that's Right, right. It ain't no quit. And he'd be like, all right, you know, get it together. And, you know, so I, I always tell myself, you know, if I can't quit because someone out there, God has a set of individuals that their breakthrough is in my testimony. Exactly. And only way I can get that breakthrough, it has to come out of my mouth. So, you know, that, that pushes you to keep going. So I understand that drive and that passion and mm-hmm. that, that purpose because it just burns within us. We can. Us. We can. And, and every time I say the same thing, okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'll get an inbox. Somebody will message me in the middle of the morning. I was just diagnosed with lupus. Can you help me with such and such, you know, or my little girl is facing this in school, you know, and, and, and can you help encourage her? That happens every time, I promise you. I promise you. So, you know, like you said, we, we can't quit. Yeah. It's in us. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's in us. It's purpose. And God will not hesitate, you know, to tackle something. Exactly. And say, look, I didn't give you that for that reason. You know, mm-hmm. yes, keep on. Let's get it together. So I love it. So, Chocolate, you have so many things Less than going on. You do, girl. You stay busy. I, look, I see you, girl. I, I didn't oh, oh, my goodness. So, any new projects we can be on the lookout for? Uh, actually going to another collaboration uh, with another artist, Aaron Woodson. We're in the beginning stages of that. Uh, yes, so my piece is already written, uh, but we're in the beginning stages, uh, putting everything together. So look out for that collaboration to come later in the year. I am planning, fingers crossed, to have a full poetic CD go out maybe late 2021 or early 2022. Uh, so we'll see about that. And possibly another collaboration with uh, Jay Ham. Um, so, yeah. So we have that. And uh, She Originals is keeping me quite yeah. busy. <laughs> quite busy. So, yeah. That's good. So it's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. So, you know, I have to do everything in uh, in God's proper order because I know what I want to do, but some things have shifted. And uh, by being obedient, uh, things are just really, really opening up. So we'll see. And a lot is uh, contingent upon uh, how the world opens up also. I'm not saying it's a limit because, like I said, I wrote Dear Brown Girl during the height of the pandemic, uh, put out a CD and did a video. So there's a way to do, you know, everything yeah. if uh, if God is in it. So I'm just excited about future collaborations uh, with artists. I never saw that happening either, by the way. Uh, so yeah, just interested in doing that and some writing behind the scenes. Uh, so yeah, I've been approached about doing that, you know, as, as, yeah. as well. So we'll see what God has for me since I'm look creative and all now. <laughs> 
Yes, they yes, are flowing. They are flowing. Honey, they're flowing. I love it. I love oh, it. And something tells me it's just the beginning. So go ahead and yes. Oh, oh my goodness! I see everything that you do. I'm like, oh my gosh. So uh, I just I look forward to us doing something together. We have to. We got to do something together. Hey, yeah, we need to make that happen. Oh, you know, uh, oh my God. Qualum, I'm definitely open. So, oh, look, DJ Qualum has already spoken and said we're going to do something together. So, <laughs> he's already said. <laughs> That's what's up. Well, if Q spoke it, we need to make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. Yes. <laughs> Yes, awesome sauce. Well, tell my listeners how they can follow you. Facebook and Instagram under Chocolate Feed the Poet. That's D A P O E T. Chocolate Feed the Poet. That's Facebook and Instagram. Also, She Originals on Facebook and on Instagram at She underscore Originals. Twitter, it's F E underscore Chocolate. My email is I speak at chocolatefee.com. The letter I speak at chocolatefee.com. And I'm also on YouTube under Chocolate Fee the Poet. And I'm on LinkedIn under Chocolate Fee. So basically, if you hit me on one page, it's going to be linked to everything else, I promise you. And if all of that fails, just go to my website, www.chocolatefeethepoet.com. And I promise you, You'll be linked up with everything that I'm doing. You'll be caught up with everything I'm doing on She Originals, uh, everything that I'm doing spoken word-wise. And uh, I just look forward to connecting with everyone. And Poetis, when I tell you, this has been an absolute joy and pleasure. The devil tried to get us in the beginning, but look, we spoke against that thing. That's the true testimony to not giving up at all, not giving up. Yes, amen, amen. Well, thank you so much for coming through and showering us with some lyrical rain. Oh, we definitely will. We definitely will. Thank you so very much. And to all of your listeners, (laughs) thank you so very much for just tuning in. And I love you all. Yes, we love you too, girl. Now, remember... You can um, get Chocolate Feed single, Dear Brown Girl, and the J-Ham CD featuring Chocolate Feed can be found anywhere digital music is sold. So go out and grab that. And again, you can hit her up on the web at www.chocolatefeedthepoet.com or follow her on Facebook and Instagram at chocolatefeedthepoet. Or you can call her at 904-878-7638. That's 904-878-7638. We'll be back in a moment, guys. Hey, Poetry fam. Check out our poetry community in my free Facebook group, Jules House of Poetry. For poets and poetry lovers, come through. We'll be glad to have you. that's all for today's episode folks thank you so much for joining me and special special thanks and shout out to miss queen chocolate fee for an amazing interview and for hanging out with me so god bless you girl continue to do your thing and we're going to be on the lookout for all that we talked about remember life is simply poetic so share it with your family and friends peace out